Hello everyone, welcome back to Talking Twenties. My name is Taylor, thank you for joining me for episode two today. I am filming this just a couple of days after I've released episode one and I am just so happy with the feedback that you guys gave me. I had no idea what to expect. I set my expectations really low because I was like, if I have no expectations, then it doesn't matter. And I genuinely had no idea. I was like, people could just (laughs) not at all click with this and that's okay. But the messages that I got, you know, you were saying you listened to it on the way to uni, people saying that they really related to what I was talking about last week. And it was just so nice. So thank you if you listened and if you sent me a message, it made my day. Every time I got a message, I screenshotted all of them. So now I can look back at them and... Yeah, they just make me so happy. I feel like it always reminds me, same on YouTube, because I honestly don't really ever comment on people's YouTube channels or send them DMs or reply to their stories or like tell them how much I really like them. But I think you forget how much it means to them. And so you guys always remind me to do the same thing to the people that I admire and watch on YouTube and follow on Instagram and stuff. I saw this post on Uni Mel Love Letters, actually the Facebook page the other day. And it was like talking about how they wanted to reach out to their favorite YouTuber, but they were like, they're like, is that really like awkward? Are they going to? And I was like, wanted to comment being like, no, it's not. And actually comments and messages and, you know, people who take the time out of the day, even just like a reaction to a story or just like something so simple. It just makes my day every time. So I screenshot a lot of the messages that I get and a lot of the nice comments that I get. And I actually was going to put them in a folder, which I should do because they're just scattered through my camera roll because they are my motivation to put in the time and effort and continue to put in the time and effort into YouTube and this podcast because it is a lot of time and effort. Sometimes I forget the impact of it, especially when you just put something out there and you're only relying on those comments and you forget that people are watching who liked it, but they just didn't comment because, you know, a lot of people don't comment even if they do like it. I don't know if that makes sense, but you really do just go off the feedback that you do get and the comments and stuff that you do get. So every single time I get one, it's just a little boost of motivation and it makes me so happy and I love I love it so much. So thank you if you did send me a message. I am kind of procrastinating today by <laughs> recording this, but I was just so excited to record episode two after I'm on a high from the feedback <laughs> that I got. I, except I haven't done uni since last Friday. Today's Thursday. And um, I, I feel so guilty, but it's also, it's been hectic. It has been so crazy. And I just want to lock myself in the house for a few days to just sleep and recover. I, okay, let me go through quickly why I haven't been doing uni. More so just so I can be like, yeah, it's all good, Taylor. <laughs> like, you've had a busy few days. Saturday, I had to get from my farm in New South Wales back to Sydney. And that, I mean, back to Melbourne, sorry. And that took a whole day. <laughs> Left at 10, got in at 6.30 p.m. So... That was my Saturday. My Sunday, I went for brunch (laughs) for my boyfriend's birthday. And then I had work. And then Monday, I worked all day. 
And then Tuesday was my birthday and my boyfriend's birthday. We have the same birthday, if you guys didn't know. People always find it so confusing. It's actually so weird when you think about it. Um, like, what are the chances? But he turned 21 on Tuesday. I turned 20. And so it was more so his his day than mine. But it's going to be my, my day next year. So, yeah, that was my Tuesday. We switched off. We did not do anything that day, which was so good. Yesterday, I had work and then I had ball at night which of course took the whole afternoon to get ready for and then that brings us to today which is Thursday and it's recovery day and now I am procrastinating doing UD by recording this but it's still productive and it's something I can tick off my list for the week like I just said we had ball last night and it was so much fun it was my college ball so it was for UC you can still go once you've left college it's actually funny because last night a few people were like so do you go to college or are you alumni? <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'm alumni, but that's such a weird <laughs> word. Like I, I refer to myself as a third year, but just not at college because you have first year at college, you have second year at college, and then you have third years who don't go there, but we, <laughs> we still want to be a part of it. Anyway, so I guess I went as alumni last night, but it was so good because so there was a third of the people were <laughs> alumni like me. So they were from my year and like my cohort a third of them were the current second years so I went to college with them last year they were part of my whole college cohort a lot of them are my friends um as well and so yeah there was like two-thirds of the people there who I know and who I haven't seen for ages as well a lot of them and it's just such a nice bond that you have with those people because I realized last night, like I was genuinely excited to see people who I haven't really seen since college. And you like actually want to know what they're up to and you want to know like what's been going on for them. And it's just so easy to have a conversation. Like you go, like you see someone, you're like, oh, hi, how are you going? Like what's been going on? But it's actually genuine and it's actually just so easy to have a conversation with them. Because I mean, you lived with these people for one or two years. And it's like, even though you might not see them as much, you still have a long, like two years worth of history and you've been through the same things. And anyway, it was really, really nice to see all of those people last night. And then the, a third of the people were the new first years at college now who I haven't met before because I'm not at college living with them. And that was so, so nice because there was a mix throughout the night of conversations of people that you knew that you like haven't seen in a while and so you're just catching up and then I also got to meet so many people and obviously you have college in common so it was just so easy to talk to those people and it was such a nice like vibe just the whole night it was so good I met a couple of um followers or subscribers I guess on YouTube who said I came to UC because of you. One of the girls was from Tokyo. Another was from the Netherlands. <laughs> and then a couple of them were just kind of spread out through, I don't know, Australia. But I was like, what? So that blew my mind. <laughs> that people came all the way over seas based on my recommendation. And I and then I said to all of them, I was like, did I, is it living up to my, to the hype that I set? Because now I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> I've like just talked so much about how great college is. But yeah, that was really nice to meet those people. And then, yeah, it was just so easy to 
talk to everyone and I had a great night socially very exhausting but it was really really fun so that was my night last night and then today we are on recovery mode and here we are now so let me get into the episode today my I'm feeling kind of slack because I don't really have a recommendation that I've thought of I really impromptuly impromptuly this is an impromptu recording (laughs) I guess um I only just decided to record so I don't have a recommendation (laughs) ready I guess I'm watching at the moment a show on I think it's on Stan yes it is it's called a girl from Plainville and it's based on a true story and it's just really interesting I've heard about the case before um I won't go into it just because there is some triggering I guess um content in there so I won't really go into explaining it but give it a google I'm only two episodes in but I'm just kind of hooked on the story it's just a crazy story and it's really quite sad a lot of it but the way that they've shot it and the actors in it are really good so far so that's what I'm watching at the moment and I would recommend that but yeah just be it's pretty heavy content at times I also recommend I didn't want to recommend this because it is so basic but I'm going to put it in here too Verity, the book by Colleen Hoover. Um, I read it when I went home to Sydney. I read three books in the mid-sem break, which was a great effort from me. Also a form of procrastination from doing uni. But I read one of them was Verity. And I've been avoiding Verity (laughs) because I've heard so much about it. I feel like everyone has read the book or at least everyone has heard of the book if you are if you have the same taste in books as me then you have definitely heard of Verity if you haven't read it and you've heard of it and you're like not sure if you want to read I don't know how to explain it but I'm sure there's someone who's like I've heard so much about it that I don't want to read it read it because I was so hooked and it is not my normal style of book um but it's it's really good It's just really good. (laughs) That's all I have to say. So if you've been on the edge about uh, reading Verity or not, I highly recommend reading it. So those are my two recommendations for this week. I also wanted to bring up the idea of doing a monthly wrap up. What I was thinking is if you also want more recommendations or you really like my recommendations, I could do a monthly wrap up with all of the recommendations from the month or just kind of all of the things that I've consumed that month. So books that I read, shows and movies that I watched, podcasts I listened to, podcast episodes I listened to. Oh no, that's right. I'm so sorry. I'm all over the place today. I had an, a podcast episode that I wanted to recommend and I just remembered. So I will probably recommend this podcast over and over again, but it is the Do You Fucking Mind podcast by Alexis. And she, oh, she has the best episodes, self-helpy, but psychology, um, she has a master's in neuroscience or something like that. Anyways, she has some really, really good episodes. And every time she releases one, I'm like, how did you know that I want, like that I needed that this week? Um, one of the ones that she did, number 132 came out just a couple of weeks ago top seven tips to increase your self-belief it just covered everything it's so good no one could have said it better than she did and they're really she her podcast is very useful practical um tips and advice so 
highly recommend her podcast in general, but that episode in particular was just so good and I feel like we all need it. So number 132, back to what I was saying about the monthly wrap-ups. Yes, let me know. I'll put a little poll up if you are interested in that. They'd probably just be short little wrap-up and I can talk about the things that I loved, the things that I don't recommend, just kind of have a space for those recommendations. And I feel like I need to, I feel like I'm talking so fast today. It's probably a mix of the hangover and the coffee that I just had and the lack of exercise that I've done today. So maybe I should go out for a walk and release some of this. I'm just like shaky and jittery today. Probably the worst state to be recording it a podcast in that's meant to be calm and <laughs> relaxing and you know not today but that's okay I'll try and slow my voice down a little bit so the topic of today is finding independence both in and out of a relationship I'll explain a bit of context as to why I wanted to talk about this and kind of my situation and my experience with independence because it has been something that it's not my greatest strength as a person which you'll find out Um, and this is going to be a lot of a self-reflecting episode because like every week I don't have all the answers I've got some kind of tips I guess written down it's something that I'm still continuing to work on the main context of this is my relationship that I've been in with for two years But this episode is not just for people in a relationship. As the title says, it's for both in and out of a relationship. But the reason why it has been kind of a big thing for me is very much to do with my relationship um, that I have been in. So I have been in a relationship for two years with my current boyfriend. And it is a weird relationship because it has been very full on. And that's not by our own doing completely we got together in 2020 at the start of 2020 and within the first month of our relationship we COVID hit and so we had a COVID relationship which is very much a thing I'm sure there are multiple relationships that have experienced what we experienced during COVID which was a lot of like instability just shaken everything up at the time I moved out of I moved away from Melbourne I moved back home to Sydney so we were doing long distance he moved back home to Canberra we were doing long distance between Sydney and Canberra but then we also did like we do like three two or three week like stints where we'd got like one of us would go and visit each other and we would live together for three weeks and this is in like the first like month of our relationship actually we weren't even dating at that point when when he asked me to be his girlfriend I was visiting him in Canberra like living with him for the next two weeks so we literally started our relationship in like living together um and so it was so good there were the negative parts of it But it was also so fun. It was a really cool start to the relationship, especially in that honeymoon phase. We just got to hang out with each other all the time. And like, we didn't want to do anything else. Um, So it was great. But that was our first year of our relationship was 
very like long distance, but then very intense few weeks together. And then we moved to college. I moved back to college as a second year and dragged him along with me. And he came to college as a first year um, in 2021 last year. And it was interesting because we, it ended up being probably not the best thing for our relationship. Again, it was fun. Like we got to hang out all the time and I got to meet all of his friends that he'd made at college and now they're my friends. And, you know, there's of course all of these positives, but we went into a lockdown again last year and how long, it was like for three months or something. And me and my boyfriend, we basically lived in my room he had his own room, obviously, but my room was better. I had a, I had an, an ensuite, so why wouldn't he live with me? And he'd like sleep over every night, and we'd hang out all the time, study together all the time, eat breakfast and lunch and dinner together. And I don't think it would have been as intense if we weren't in a lockdown, but we were for a long time. So that's kind of what our relationship was like for the past two years. Very full on, very like unconventional. There was not much space and we were definitely like thrown into this like period of, I mean, just living through COVID, let alone in a new fresh relationship that has to survive through it was difficult, but we made it (laughs) just, I say just because (laughs) at the start of the year, we actually broke up for mm, maybe a month or two months, maybe. Um, I think it was two months. And it's all fine now. Uh, it's funny because you guys, I didn't talk about it on, on YouTube because I didn't want to make a whole thing about it. But I did get a few messages, not quite a few, but I did get like people noticed. I got some comments. I got some um, questions in my question box. And it was just funny because I was like, oh, is it really that obvious? <laughs> but we did break up for a little bit at the start of the year. Back together now. And it was, but it was good because as you'll see in today's episode, I, I think like it had to happen regardless of, you know, the situation or anything. Like I think having a break like that for me was so good for my independence. Like it was a shock to the system and I had to find my independent feet and coming back into the relationship now and it's kind of we've it feels like a new relationship because our situation has changed in terms of where we live like we don't live together now and so we had we spend a lot less time together like so much less time and we're both so busy all the time as well like we don't text as much we don't talk as much as we did last year which is we're, we're back to a normal level <laughs> of of contact but now that I've re-entered the relationship, I have. there's been an adjustment for me in terms of my independence and my codependence. And it's it's been really good. But what I wanted to do today is talk about it because if you are in a, in a relationship and you want to find your kind of independence in that relationship, I don't want you to feel like you have to break up or go on a break for you know, a couple of months to figure it out and then come back together. So there's this idea of codependency and independent interdependency I had a quick google codependency when you rely heavily on others for your sense of self and well-being and there are no boundaries and I feel like our relationship that we had was very much that 
from me, not so much from him, but relying heavily on him for my sense of self and well-being. I felt so much that my identity was wrapped up in him and I mean it's pretty sad when you think about it but I I do want to be honest about this because I know that it's not my own fault I know that I'm not you know it's just a product of what our lives were at the time what our relationship was at the time but my identity was so wrapped up in him and I I did rely on him so much for my well-being I was like if you know anytime I was sad it was him. Anytime I was, um, you know, needed a boost, it was him, which is good. But relying solely on that, I had to learn how to make myself happy. I had to learn how to pick myself up from when I was feeling sad. So when we broke up and I would go through, I guess, low emotions, I'd go through like low moods and go through the emotional roller coaster. I had to be there for myself and I couldn't just call him and make like you know make me feel better I had to do it myself and I had to rely on myself and on other people and that was really good that was a good learning experience for me because now back in this relationship I can go okay right now I'm feeling sad but I don't need to text him or call him and you know, expect him to, to help me out of it because I know I can do it myself now. I know I have the strategies and my own ways. Like I know how to get myself out of this myself, which sounds very simple, but in a codependent relationship where I relied so much on him, that's a really, that's so good for my independence and for my own sense of self and empowerment, being able to carry myself through things and being able to be there for myself is so important and I definitely lost that in the start in the relationship I also wanted to point out back to the sense of self thing I think because I was I was 18 when we went into a relationship I was just 18 and I think the first I mean the whole of 18 19 20 early 20s mid 20s this that's when your sense of self you really start to like figure it out and I know so many people talk about it you it's all about figuring yourself out and finding yourself but seriously though it is because through high school I feel like your identity is pretty simple a lot of the time I mean my identity was pretty simple in high school I went to a school and I had these friends and I wore a uniform and I was a singer and I played netball like it was very very simple my sense of myself and my identity to me was very simple. Once I left and once I had, there's so many complexities in your identity when you leave. And I want to do an episode on this because I also find the idea of having separate, not separate identities, but multiple identities really interesting. And I feel like my view on it is you leave high school or you enter this period of your life even if that's in high school, you enter this stage where you realize that there is a lot more to you than the surface level. There is a lot more to you than just the one piece of your life, which in high school is school. Now I look at my identities and I can list like five identities, right? Or five like versions of me. And I'm not saying that I'm a (laughs) 
a fake person who's a different person around different people but I've got my like I've got my uni identity that's a pretty big one for me and I've got my YouTube identity and I've got my identity as part of my relationship got my identity as part of the college community got my identity around my friends again not talking about how I act but just how I feel how my beliefs are in those separate you know aspects of my life my thought patterns my values all of that stuff so again maybe I'll talk about that in in a separate episode but I feel like in this time you realize that you have different identities or more a more complex identity and my view of the stage that I'm at now is that I'm trying to consolidate all of those identities into one which is my sense of self and my main identity I guess like even I don't know I take values for as an example like I talked about I have different values in a relationship different values about my like uni life And not saying that they are different, like I don't value respect at uni, but I do value respect in my relationship, but that my different parts of my life bring out different values in me and um, highlight different values for me. And so then trying to consolidate that, trying to think about what values are important to me. And that's why it's so good to be doing, to have so many different areas of your life because different areas of your life bring out different things in you. I'm rambling. That's not even on my notes right now. I've just gone on a little tangent about identity. But in such formative years, your 18, 19, early 20s, that's when your sense of self basically gets, you know, explored, solidified, um, and you just become aware of it. I don't think I was aware or as aware of my sense of self and my identity in high school. I think because it was so simple, because I didn't really need to be. I knew who I was. I was a you know year 10 student who like I said did music played tennis after school had this set of friends so my point with with all of that back to what I was saying is when I entered this relationship at 18 my sense of self was very heavily influenced by my relationship because my relationship was such a big part of my life also because I look at 2020 and I didn't have, like, I had uni, but it was online. There was no real uni me, right? I didn't go to uni and have this whole experience of making friends and of communication and of discipline and all of that stuff. Like, my life in 2020 was very much just my relationship because that's all I really had at the time because we were in lockdown. So it definitely really heavily influenced the person that I'm becoming which is really good because I have got, you know, it's a, it was a very nice relationship and it is a very nice relationship and I wouldn't be in it if it wasn't good for me or if it wasn't bringing out the best in me. But I think that's why part of my sense of self got so entwined with, entwined, intertwined with the relationship. Okay, I'm going to move on because I could talk all day about this. Then the no boundaries thing and I think, again, I think the lockdown thing made that even worse. There were no boundaries. We didn't learn boundaries early on because we had none and because we were living together. So, and we only had each other, like, you know, we didn't have any friends around at the time. So it was very much 
constant contact, uh, constant emotional support. I'm making this relationship out to sound very bad, <laughs> but I promise you it wasn't. Um, and it, again, I'm going to reiterate that it was a product of the situation that we were in and the context. But I feel like you'd experience that anyway. You like you can get it's very easy to fall into the habit of codependency, regardless of the context. And it's comfortable like being codependent. It's it's not healthy, but it is comfortable because, I mean, for example, the emotional support thing. It was so comfortable just being like, I'm sad, but I know there's an instant fix to this, which is this person or this relationship. Same with the no boundaries thing. Like at the time you couldn't see that having no boundaries, having no alone time, having no things that you share with other people um, or like you keep to yourself, you know, it's a very, a very open book relationship, which is good, but too open book. <laughs> and it's very easy to fall into, into this codependency. So interdependency, moving on to, I guess, the opposite side of this, the opposite side of the spectrum. Interdependency requires both people to be able to operate autonomously while maintaining a solid sense of self. And they also said in the article, in healthy relationships, couples will feel closely attached and intertwined, but still capable of making their own decisions. So obviously it's just the complete opposite of codependency, um, operating autonomously. And this is a really interesting thing because again, it's going to make me and the relationship sound slightly crazy, but I know that I'm not alone in this when again, the comfort thing, I like wouldn't do things if my boyfriend wouldn't do it. So like, Going on a walk, maybe not a walk because that was, I loved my alone time going on a walk, but going to a, um, a birthday or a party and going to a party or a gathering or something, or like hanging out with my group of friends. If my boyfriend wasn't going, I wouldn't go most of the time. And that is just a marker of like, <laughs> that just says it all that I felt like I had no sense of self. I had nothing to stand on by myself to go into a social situation without him and be like, I'm going to have a, I can have a good time without him. I can make conversations on my own. I think part of it as well is being anxious in social situations. I do get quite anxious around, you know, especially bigger events with people that I'm not as comfortable with already. I'm quite like, uh, hesitant and it makes me really like nervous a lot of emotional energy has to go into it. So when my boyfriend wasn't there with me, that was heightened and I felt like I couldn't do it alone. So I think that's also part of important context is, um, yeah, social situations were hard for me already, but I didn't learn how to just, you know, how to deal with it on my own. I didn't learn how to cope. I didn't learn some strategies to make um, myself more comfortable in those situations. I just withdrew if my boyfriend wasn't going with me to support me. So I'll, I'll talk about that stuff a bit later as well, but operating autonomously, maintaining a solid sense of self, feeling attached and intertwined, but having that separation. And I think, you know, that's just, that is actually just 
when me, what I look at now, what me and my boyfriend are working so hard to achieve because we we knew that it wasn't sustainable what how the relationship that we had and we knew that something has to had to change and luckily I guess yeah luckily we had two months to figure it out figure ourselves out figure out what we wanted came back together and we both know now that it is so important that I have my own time and that I go to my own social events without him which I can do now (laughs) not all the time because I'm still so um anxious in those situations but I had to learn and I think yeah in a in a relationship that's what a healthy relationship looks like in terms of interdependence and independence so my tips (laughs) not tips but just the things that I do um when I'm in a relationship now but also when I was alone like single for those two single I I hate the word single so I guess I'm talking to also the people who are currently finding their independence outside of relationship and people who are finding their independence in a relationship I'm going to start with if you're out of a relationship um because I feel like I've neglected (laughs) you for a little bit talking on and on and on about my relationship. I guess a lot of it is alone time. And this is something that was a bit of a shock to the system for me when I had those two months, I guess, alone um, out of the relationship. I used to hate being alone. I feel like I couldn't get happiness from myself, uh, like when I wasn't, you know, around him or in the relationship, if that makes sense. That sounds very dramatic. It wasn't always like this, like that. But now, when I was having the, that little break, single months, I valued it so much because it gave me time to be present with myself, to reflect and to read, to just be there for myself. And I definitely just neglected myself in the past two years. Um, I didn't give myself the time that it deserved to be listened to and to be reflected on and to like be present with because I avoided my own company um and it's unfair it was so unfair on myself um so I valued I started to value value being alone and it was itself you know self-care and it's self-love is enjoying your own presence and enjoying your own company giving yourself what you deserve which is to be there for yourself I honestly, if you hate being alone and you are not in a relationship and but you hate being alone, so you're constantly, I don't know, trying to find, hang out with people, um, just like even watching TV alone, that I don't consider that being alone. I consider that like ignoring yourself and trying to like kind of fill in a fill in a hole. Of course, not all the time, but I think you need to have that space for yourself where you can actually enjoy your presence. And the way that I did this was I told myself I have to enjoy being alone and I have to like myself. I have to like hanging out with myself. And so I just did. (laughs) Sounds simple. It's probably not that simple, but honestly, like you just have to change your mindset basically. 
And I started doing things. I started journaling, um, which sounds very woohoo, but it's not. It was just like very simple dot points. And by doing that, I was giving myself the space and the time that it, it deserved to be reflected on and to be cared for. Even, okay, this one is slightly out there, but not having music playing all the time when I was alone. I was like, do I seriously, can I seriously not stand like the thought of being with my own head and my own thoughts for 15 minutes while I have a shower? Okay, I don't have showers for 15 minutes. <laughs> That's a lot of water um, for five minutes while I have a shower. Do I have to play music or can't I just stand there and just be present with my own thoughts and give them the time and the acknowledgement that they deserve? Okay, so that's enjoying alone time. Taking yourself out, this is the overlap between when not in a relationship and when in a relationship. This goes for both. Uh, Like I said before, I was so reliant on him doing things with me and if he didn't want to, I just wouldn't do it. And that's so unfair on me. Like I wanted to do stuff. I wanted to go and get a coffee, but I, you know, held that from myself because someone else didn't want to do it. So I started taking myself out when I was in those two months and um, I did, I go for walks all the time. I love my walks, but I go for coffee by myself. I go to the library by myself. Um, I started doing painting by myself. It doesn't have to be like going out on a date, like with yourself, you know, going out, taking yourself out for dinner. If you want to go ahead, but you know, I don't, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about being able to do things with yourself and providing that company for yourself and letting you do the things that you want to do regardless of who it's with. So for some people, it's funny, for some people I feel like they'd be like, yeah, I do this all the time as if you psycho, you don't. But I feel like it is so easy not to. It's so easy to rely on other people and even friends like to rely like I won't go for a coffee because they're busy today like just go and do it yourself if you want it go and have a coffee by yourself and enjoy it bring a book or just sit there and people watch or bring a journal okay so in a relationship this is some stuff that I've been doing (laughs) um that I found helpful so far so One of them is saving, sharing the parts of my day until the end of the day. So I've mentioned constant contact. So when we were together, obviously we shared everything, you know, we were living (laughs) together. So we're living the same days. Um, But when we were apart, especially like long distance, um, if I had something to say, I texted it to him and we were constantly texting throughout the day, which works for some people. But for me, what I had to do is I was like, I'm going to stop texting him everything that I think about throughout the day right um if something happens to me I run into someone or whatever and I want to tell him it's okay for me to wait five hours till the end of the day when he's not busy when I'm not busy when I can enjoy the moment that I'm having by myself wherever I am without him and having my own space during the day having my own experience and then sharing it at the end of the day and it makes it extra special because it's just nice to be like okay so here's my day like it's you know 
I still share a lot with him. I'm still working on not sharing every single part of my day with him. But I love like, you know, same with I'll call my mom and I'll tell her everything about my day. But I don't text her every single thing throughout the day. My laptop's going to die. We're going to have to we're going to have to move. So sorry about that. I'm now sitting on the floor so my laptop can charge. You know, I don't have a charger for my laptop at my desk. It's a bad setup from me. It's a bit complicated. Anyway, so anytime I want to charge my laptop, I have to move it to the other side of the room. And then I end up doing my work in bed, which is always dangerous. So yeah, that was that's something that I've been doing. And it's very, very simple, but very easy to do. Very easy just to be like sending texts constantly throughout the day. And I didn't realize that I was doing that until I was single. And I'd have the urge every time something happened that I wanted to tell him, I'd have the urge to text him and to tell him like, and and that's when, because I couldn't because we weren't, you know, texting as much as we were when we were together for obvious reasons. I, because I couldn't have that, I realized how much I relied on it and how much um, space it took up throughout my day when we were together. So very simple, but very easy, very easy change to make. And it just means that you get your own space throughout the day. You get to find that independence and enjoy the things that happen to you as they happen. It makes it feel like it's your own day. And then at the end, you get to share it. And that's a really nice part of the relationship is that, okay, I've had my own day today and here's what happened, (laughs) you know, and I didn't need to rely on you for that like immediate response and that immediate, you know, acknowledgement of the things that happened. Okay, last one is having my own thing. I kind of had this before when we were in a relationship and, um, but I wanted to put it in here anyway because I think it is so important to have your own thing. So a hobby, like for example, YouTube, he's not involved in that and um, it's not like he like edits my videos or anything like that, which would be so good <laughs> if he wanted to. But doing YouTube is my own thing. I run that all myself. It's my own part of my life. I can look at something like YouTube and I can be like, that is mine. That is a product of me and my hard work, my commitment, my, you know, editing. It gives me a sense of accomplishment outside of the relationship. It gives me like, you know, look at this thing that I did by myself. Um, And it just gives me my own project and my own space uh, to do stuff. Yeah, on my own. And it reminds me, I'm like, God, I'm good. (laughs) As in, like, I'm, you know, okay, cool. I'm pretty good at what I do and I enjoy doing it. Um, And it just gives me those reminders, I guess, very subtly that I am my own person. I have my own things going for me. And it's really, uh, really important to remember that in a relationship that you are not defined by the things that happen in your relationship or, uh, yeah, that occur in your relationship. Um, Even walking like this, that was the one thing for me, like when we talk about alone time and stuff. Walking was my one thing. I I love walking. I want to do a whole episode on walking. <laughs> I don't know what I'd talk about, but it is my space. And I always listen to a podcast and sometimes I do a meditation. There are some walking, uh, like commuting 
meditations on Smiling Mind, the app. Highly recommend because if you're like walking to a bus stop or something, it you just pop it in and it kind of just gives you a moment to be present on your walk. Anyway, maybe I will talk about that in, in a walking episode. Walking for me was that thing and it was my space, my own time. Um, it could be doing like playing sports, weekly, you know, coffee catch up with someone else or by yourself. Um, I don't know. That was oddly specific. I've written that down in my notes. Weekly coffee catch up. I wonder where that one came from. <laughs> that brings me to the end of my <laughs> ramble. Um, I thank you to my boyfriend for, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to listen to this. I, I haven't even really told him that this is what today's episode is about. So maybe I should pass it by him first because I really just exposed a lot uh, of our relationship. But I'm also exposing myself a lot and I'm not ashamed to say that I was very codependent and I really struggle to have my own like independence because I know that it is, it is difficult to do and it is so easy to avoid and to forget. But I guess it all comes back to developing or to getting towards having that solid sense of self. I'd love to do another episode on identity and your sense of self. But I I don't even know where to start with that because I'm trying to figure it out and I don't know. Um, But I guess going back to the podcast that I recommended before, uh, Do You Fucking Mind? She has a series on self self-worth self-belief like I said so that is somewhere to go if you are interested in kind of working towards that a bit more but it is a constant work in progress and I also think it's a balance like you know it's I'm not gonna sit here and say that our relationship I'm still not struggling with um yeah codependence sometimes like I'm still figuring out for example, how to lift myself out of low moods or, you know, if I feel sad or angry about something, how to deal with it on my own. I actually have an episode that I've written about that. It's an effort to be able to do it by yourself. It's something that you need to learn and you need to learn the strategies for. And once you can do it, I think that's such a, a strong tool to have. In saying all of that, I would love for you guys to share your thoughts uh, it is all anonymous, by the way, over on my Instagram. And I'll be posting some questions and slideies and polls. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on the whole topic and also your tips, what you do to um, have independence or to find that independence in and out of a relationship. I'm going to finish the episode up here. Um, that was a lot of talking and hopefully it all made sense. I guess it wasn't very concise, but thank you for listening and for giving me the space to talk today. I appreciate you guys so much and I hope that this resonated with a few of you. I can't wait to hear your thoughts over at, at talking twenties pod on Instagram. I keep forgetting to say, please follow me on Spotify and download me on Apple Podcasts. 
uh, I can't, I don't know the podcasting lingo yet. Rate me with the star feature. That is such a good way for me to get feedback firstly, but um, also for it to be recognized and to be promoted to other people and sharing it on your stories or just telling your friends, family, anyone who you think would be interested in, in this. Uh, that is how you can support me. And I really, really appreciate everything that you do, even just listening. Thank you guys. I will see you back next Tuesday for episode three. See ya.